broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of Chattanooga Business Radio. And I want to give a special shout out to our friends at The Incubator, where we're broadcasting live. And if you want to learn more about The Incubator, go to chattanoogachamber.com slash incubator. Stone, it has been an exciting day here in Chattanooga. Well, I'll tell you what, it is everything and more than we could have ever hoped for. You know, we came, we visited a couple of times. We hit the meat shop. We hit the art gallery. We visited with the folks at CoLab. We went and talked to the lady at Society at Work. We came and we met Tabitha, who is an absolute delight. We had a conversation with Catherine Foster. We had instinctively we just felt like this is a community that makes sense to have a business radio x presence and uh we're a lot further along those lines than we thought we would be we actually think we've got a couple of folks that are ready to to do that but between now and when we have a permanent studio here we knew we wanted to make a point of coming and beginning to get to know the folks in the local business community and uh today's been an absolute blast i mean it's just it's it's this beats the heck out of working doesn't it absolutely (laughs) (laughs) well this segment uh is going to be no exception a little bit later in the program we're going to get a chance to visit with susan steinmetz and uh, i am looking forward to that joe bozich he's a lighting designer outdoor lighting perspectives um, and this is, gonna, I don't know if you knew this or not, Lee, Tennessee Moonshine Cakes. Are you familiar with this? I am not. All right. I may I be able be. to swing a taste for you. We're going to get a chance to visit with Ann Dickerson. We're going to talk to Dan Levan. He's a manager, uh, managing director, energy efficiency and sustainability consulting. Uh, you can just say EES because that's a mouthful. But first up on Chattanooga Business Radio this afternoon, we have with us owner and attorney, for the law office of Autumn Witt Boyd, none other than Autumn Witt Boyd. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So, um, Autumn, can you share a little bit about what your specialty is? How are you helping folks? Sure. Uh, I'm a solo lawyer here in Chattanooga, and I help uh, creative entrepreneurs. I help them protect their copyrights and trademarks by Mm -hmm. registering them. I draft really great contracts to make sure that their business relationships are solid. And then I help them solve problems that come up along the way. And my goal is always that they can spend less time worrying and more time making money doing what they love. Now, can you talk a little bit about intellectual property? Because that's an important part of a lot of people's business that maybe they don't realize how important it is. Sure. There's kind of three legs to intellectual property, copyrights, trademarks, and patents. I work with the first two. Um, copyright protects what you think of as creative work, so photographs, music, books, movies. Um, trademarks protect things that a company might use to identify its products or services, so logos, slogans. You might think of like the Nike swoosh symbol or the McDonald's golden arches. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are trademarked logos that identify the company that they're associated with. And then a patent will protect um, something more technical, maybe a chemical, um, proprietary, Uh, process or um, you can use them sometimes for software Um, a little more technical and uh, not not something that's my (laughs) expertise now there's some things that can't be copyrighted or trademarked, right? Like, is it book titles or something like that? Right. Um, For for copyright to apply, it has to be a a little longer. Um, So if it's three or four words, you might be able to trademark it um, Mm -hmm. as a slogan, but it's generally not going to be long enough to be copyrighted. So now uh, when a company's working with you, how does that 
um, relationship begin and, and how do you work with them? Sure. Um, I like to come in as early as possible, um, ideally before they've even created the intellectual property, so that we can make sure we know who's working with them, what they're going to own, um, who's going to have the rights, how they can use it. Um, I work with a lot of graphic designers, photographers, um, and companies who are creating things that they later want to license and sell. Now, um, so really, the earlier, the better. Because do some people think like, oh, I got the URL, so then I own the, <laughs> you know, all the yes. rights to it? Yes. I actually <laughs> have a client that that happened to. Um, she came to me. She'd been in business for about two years, building up her brand identity. She right. owned the URL, and she had never done a trademark search. And Ouch. she said, uh, let's look at trademarking this. And so I did just a quick search, and I said, I'm so sorry. It's already registered. Someone else is using it. So she actually could have been on the hook for trademark infringement and ended up um, she was looking to grow really quickly maybe take some venture funding um, and that was going to be a huge red flag for her business uh -huh. so we I helped her rebrand and then we registered that trademark right because if she didn't talk to you she could have been farther down and spent exactly. tens of thousands of dollars if not more right on so something that she would have to blow up and start again. Right. So it's something that's really inexpensive to take care of on the front end but can right. cost you a lot <laughs> if you don't. Now your market strikes me as um pretty broad so it makes a lot of sense to me that you might choose to specialize in the entrepreneurial um, community right um, and at the same time I just I wonder if they don't have as much money available so do you have do you have to get creative in the way that you structure the relationship so that you can still provide really good service but make a, a fair and appropriate. She works for art. Profit. <laughs> I do not work for art. <laughs> um, so how, yeah, depending how on the art, that? maybe I would. Um, yes, it is a common problem, especially with a startup that's pre-revenue, that they have no money in the bank. It's hard, even though I'm, my fees are pretty reasonable for the legal community here in Chattanooga, it still can right? sound like a big number. So one thing I do, I work on flat fee a lot. Uh, I'll if you need a contract drafted, it's a single fee. It's not going to be an hourly rate that could go, you know, sky high without you realizing it. Right. And then I also have a retainer program where I'll work for a business for six months or a year um, and they'll um, can pay installments and then they kind of have me in their back pocket and they can call me when something comes up and they're not worried about the meter running. And some of these businesses do um, grow over time. And, and now you really, I mean, they're loyal to you, I would think. Right. That's my goal is to, to work with new companies and then grow it with them as they grow. Right. So the like the kinds of businesses that you might find in an incubator or that are just getting started, do they have a tendency to think about and begin to act on these very important legal issues too fast, too slow? Um, Usually too slow. Too slow. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think there is a lot of, especially in the startup community in Chattanooga, there's a lot of press about, um, you know, how to start the right way. And there's a lot of workshops that are offered here at the incubator and other places around town with CoLab. So I think there is a lot of education happening to help them start thinking about it early, which is always better to solve problems before they get major. Now, um, can you talk about your path to where you are today? Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Like no, I, I did not. It's been uh, a, a winding road, as I think a lot of entrepreneurs end up. Uh, I went to law school thinking I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then when I was there, I found that I really enjoyed the writing and kind of oral argument piece of it. So I started my career working for a judge and then I became a litigator. So I was in court and writing briefs uh, mm -hmm. and ended up spending most of my time fighting with other lawyers, which I did not enjoy <laughs> very much. They don't teach you that at law no, school. No, <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, I spent the last of almost seven years of, of my career working for a firm doing copyright infringement litigation. Mm -hmm. And um, 
was ready to make a change and decided to go out on my own. And so now I'm really enjoying meeting meeting new businesses and creative type people, working with them one-on-one to help strategize. But, but before you were working for a larger firm? Right, yes. I also worked at Chambliss, Bonner, and Stoffel here mm-hmm. in Chattanooga. And then so now being on your own, how has that been? Oh, that it's experience? been fantastic. Um, I had a lot of flexibility at my last job. I telecommuted. Uh-huh. Um, and so this is even better. I, I'm able to set my own schedule and I'm working harder than I ever have, right. um, which I don't think will surprise any entrepreneurs, but I'm having a lot more fun. And then um, getting into this niche of the creative people, how did you come about that? Um, I've always just had an interest in art. I think most copyright lawyers are um, frustrated artists. <laughs> I have a background in music. <laughs> and so uh, I just had always had an interest. And now the the way the market has kind of shifted, now there's a business opportunity there. Now, do you work with musicians more than uh, like painters? Or is there a specialty within your specialty? Here in Chattanooga, the music piece is not as big of a part of my practice. I do have some clients in Nashville mm-hmm. that are in the music industry. Um, but no, here it's more photographers, um, small businesses who are creating content um now once you help like say a photographer is that your help once you can kind of give them that contract or give them the understanding of what they have to do then they can self-manage that themselves or do they need you at every turn it's some of both Um, a lot of times i will help them just draft a contract that they can use to license their work and then they Mm. can kind of adapt it as they need to uh, or I might help teach them how to register a copyright because it's fairly inexpensive. It's not very complicated. Uh, but then sometimes, say, they, they have a contract with a big company and the company wants to use their contract and they don't understand it. Maybe right. they need a little more hand-holding. Uh, or they find someone's used their photo without permission and they need some help addressing that. that. That's where I can come back in. So how does the sales and marketing thing work for you? Is your phone ringing off the, the hook? Or are you, do you also, in addition to being really good at your craft, do you also have to be out there and be effective at the sales and marketing? I I was just joking with another lawyer yesterday that I feel like I'm the director of marketing and that's what I'm spending (laughs) about 50% of my time on now. And that's probably Uh, another thing the law school doesn't teach you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm really enjoying it. I'm a social person by nature. So I'm enjoying, you know, just meeting new people and learning about their businesses. Mm -hmm. So what's the, what's the approach? Is it, is that it is it's going out and just building relationships and yeah, absolutely. Here in Chattanooga, it's very much who you know and, and people like to hire people they like, know, and trust. Right. Um, I also have kind of a second prong, which is I do a lot of online marketing. So I have clients oh, really? all, across, all across the country. So they find you. Exactly. In, in that regard. Right. So how do you go about that? Do you do, like, wow. do you create your own content that helps you be found? Right. And I'm, I'm involved um, on Facebook. There's some groups that I'm uh-huh. active in, just kind of giving gifts of my knowledge to help people. And then that es- establishes my expertise and mm-hmm. people you know, will then contact me. I'm not, I'm not pitchy. I don't say, please right. hire me. Right. <laughs> but you can do work anywhere. Like it's the same. For the copyright and trademark piece, right. I can. Yes. So what's the most rewarding part for you? What do you enjoy the most? For me, it's, it's helping a new business um, stop worrying so that um, they can focus on, you know, their, their craft or their art. Um, a lot of people come to me and they say, I've been, I literally cannot sleep because I'm worried about my contracts. And, you know, I kind of say, once you hire me, you can stop worrying. I will do all the worrying for you. And then I'll help set you up so that you're good to go. Now, uh, do you have any stories where a person, maybe you, I don't want to say discovered them, but they started out and then they kind of got caught on and they're, you know, they became more popular and they have following now. Uh, as artists. far as a client? Right. Um, 
Not, I've, I'm not, still fairly new in yet. the practice. Yeah. Um, so I'm still kind of in the building. Um, I've certain, I've worked with, um, the local Shuptrine family, which is an art family uh-huh. here. That's fairly well known because it must be neat. Cause you were kind of getting a peek at these people. At exactly. The kind of, of on career. the upswing. Right. Right. I think it's a marvelous um, approach, and I think that that long-term, in it for the long haul, I mean, it's very consistent, I think, with your value system, Lee, and I'd like to think our value system as a um, as a concerned business radio exit, uh, but it must be very rewarding to, yes, yes. to do that. To, to watch of. people find success. Yeah. All right. So what's next for you in the coming months? Where are you going to be putting your energy and effort? Are you going to try to grow the client list? Or are you going to try to go deeper with your existing clients? Or where are you going to put your energy? It's both. Um, right now, I'm definitely in growing the client list mode, mostly, but also nurturing those existing clients and making sure I'm taking care of their needs and not ignoring them as I'm trying to build the rest. <laughs> well, I can tell you, um, for whatever our opinion is worth, based on the morning that we've had here and a couple of other visits that we've had, this business community here in Chattanooga is just uh, a marvelous place for you to have the kind of practice. I think so. And it's very generous. People are are friendly. Yes. They are friendly and they work together and they collaborate and they look for ways to help other people and not always, in fact, maybe not even often in a direct, I do this for you, you do this for me kind of thing. It's more, you just, and I've got people around the room kind of nodding their heads. I'm getting some validation here. Um, You, you serve and then the, it, it, it comes Back exactly. to you. Exactly. Right. It's not transactional. It's more relationship. Right. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show this afternoon. I hope you'll come back and I'll tell you what I would like to do because we will be back. We're quite sincere about establishing a permanent presence. And until we do that, we're going to set up our mobile kit from time to time here and other places uh, maybe. But what I'd like to do sometime, and Lee, if you're up for this, I think it would be fun to have you come on with a client. Yeah, that'd be we'll, great. We'll learn about their business. Uh, get caught up on yours, but also maybe dive into that relationship. I think that would make for a very interesting segment. You you up for that? I'm definitely up for that. All right. Well, we'll make it happen. Okay. Before we leave uh, uh, this segment, let's make sure our listeners know how to get in touch with you. Phone number, email, whatever. Sure. Yep. You can call me at 423-756-6013 or email me. The email is info, I-N-F-O, at awbfirm.com. And your uh, website? The website is awbfirm.com. Nicely done. Hey, listen, how about hanging out with us while we visit with our other guests? I'd love to. Thank you. All right. Next up on Chattanooga Business Radio, we have with us the Managing Director for Energy Efficiency and Sustainability Consulting. We can refer to it as EES. Please join me in welcoming to the program Mr. Dan Levan. How are you, man? I'm doing well, Stone. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, what did you learn in that last segment? Well, I, I think I'm going to be passing my business card yeah, over in just a few you minutes. You got some intellectual huh? property? I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> a little trade secret here or there. So uh, can you share a little bit about EES? What are you guys doing for folks? Well, uh, basically we come into a business and evaluate how they're using energy and or their waste and re- look for ways to reduce their operating expenses. And there's a variety of different tactics to go ahead and do that. Now, uh, what is the type of company, their self-standing business? Like what kind of, what's your sweet spot? Our sweet spot, it tends to be manufacturing industry and commercial. And typically medium to, to large commercial is where we would go outside of the uh, community. So we're up in Toronto, we're down in Orlando, a few plants in, in Maine, Rhode Island. But locally, we'll even go down to restaurants. Uh, oh, to that small of a... That small, but we're not going to obviously get on right. a plane for a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a... A methodology, or the you know the the Dan system for going and auditing a uh, a property, and then coming back and you know you got a ten out of twelve, or 
walk us through that a little bit if you can. Well, the the main uh, assessment here, and we do an assessment. It, okay. it could be referred to as an audit, but we're looking for uh, solutions that can reduce their operating expenses. So right. there's probably three different things in a building, typically the building envelope itself, lighting, and HVAC. So those are ways to reduce energy. And then we look at uh, distributive energy, or in other words, producing energy on site. Mm-hmm. And that, in this the southeast, tends to be combined heat and power, which is a natural gas generator, and or solar roofs in particular. Solar fields can be, uh, if it's a rural application, but if, if it's a more urban application, it tends to be a solar roof type of scenario. Now, what's the pain they're having uh, that they would call you? You know, the pain is uh, typically in a manufacturing setting in particular, your utility bill is probably your, your biggest expense after employees. And so they're looking at how do I sharpen my pencil and get a, a cheaper product, either make more profit or grow the business. And so there's always that operational push to be more efficient in expenses. So our combined heat and power and our solar typically is producing energy at a four to six cents. And most of the time, industry is paying seven to 11 cents uh, KWH. So is, is energy cost for a manufacturer, uh, is it something that, they just kind of take for granted. They just pay the bill, and they're not really kind of looking at it with a fine-tooth comb. Well, you know, one of the benefits we have in the southeast here is a TVA, and they do provide really reasonable rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the case the rest of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we kind of <laughs> take it for granted. We do take it for granted. Part of the reason why we have such a great manufacturing sector in the, the southeast is because energy prices are relatively uh, inexpensive. But you go other places, uh, it's not, we have clients up in Toronto and Maine are paying 14, 16, 18 cents a KWH. And if you can produce that energy at four to six cents, <laughs> that's a significant difference. Right. So sometimes, you know, we've got clients where a solar array will pay back in a year and a half to two years. That's, you know, a few years ago, that's unheard of. Right. Now, is that something that they didn't consider and you're kind of opening their eyes to the possibilities or they think it's impractical? Lee, that is absolutely true. Most of the time, a plant manager, many plant managers just say that's kind of like breathing air. Energy, you just got to pay the bill. Right. right? Just but, accept it. Uh-huh. But what happens is as the, uh, you know, um, maybe it's a corporate, the C-suite is basically saying you can't grow your expenses more than 2%, right? And they're looking at the energy bills are going up. In some places, they've gone up 20% this year. And, and I know locally we have raises both in EPB this summer and then this fall with the TVA. And they're going to be time of use rates. Well, they are going up more than a couple percent. So the pain point tends to be, uh, you know, what's happening to my utility rates? Mm-hmm. So now you go in there, and is there low-hanging fruit? The uh, Everybody's attacking the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. of lighting. And uh-huh. so lighting, you usually can produce or reduce their loads in the range of 50 to 75%. It's very, very common to get that. Uh, HVAC uh, typically is probably more, more in the 40 to 50% reducing loads. And again, depending if they're going to put a new roof on, solar applications are a great solution. What, what's your record personal best on savings for a client? Personal best? Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have anything? That's that... a great, that is a great question. Now, I can tell you, we there's a lot of free money out there. Free money? So, free money. So I can really? tell you... Uh, I've got a, a restaurant here just uh, on Broad Street where 50% of the cost was paid by somebody else. We have a plant up in uh, Maine 
where they were they were eligible for three grants that accomplished a hundred and five potentially a hundred and five percent of the entire project. It's so ending up eighty five percent. These are like um, government programs that um, um, or manufacturer programs that rebate back money if you buy the product. Oh no no this, this yes and no yes and no please sorry about that they, they, so federal uh, so there's common federal like programs tax credits or something the solar tax credit is a thirty percent the combined heat and out power or wind uh, credit is ten percent mm-hmm. so you get a tax credit element uh, there are federal programs uh, in, involved and there's a, there are a variety of different programs in some states there's some very healthy state or provincial type of uh, incentives and utilities also are, are and then the typical uh, client isn't aware of all this stuff but this is all you guys think about right is to find this we wake we, <laughs> that's what a what a jewel when you you, right? you find free money isn't it doesn't it get anybody else excited i love that you know and well, so it and they don't like to review it as, or, or they don't like to hear the idea of free money but but the point is somebody is incenting this type of behavior right well, something that I didn't expect, and, but I'm seeing it is a very consistent theme between these two conversations that we've had in this uh, segment. Uh, one with Autumn, one with you, both of your businesses are seem to be very heavily dependent upon educating the prospective client. And then I would think building a relationship of genuine trust from that point forward. And, you know, at first blush, you guys are in, in such different worlds but the the fundamentals that it takes to be successful over time seem to be very similar in both businesses. Would would you agree with that assessment? Absolutely, Stone. It 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 very much an element of education. Yeah. The, the uh, growth aspect uh, for us, and and maybe it's the same with Autumn as well, is is once you get a client and you serve them with one solution, the probabilities is if they have more buildings, and most of our our companies they have more buildings and locations. You follow right. that client. And you add new solutions to reducing energy, so it's really it. Uh, that's where our exponential growth is is coming. It's right. You get a client and you serve them. Yeah, it's it's funny how doing good work is a good sales tool. It is. <laughs> it's all it's all about serving the, the client, right. and and they'll take care of you eventually right. in that in that process. Well, now, and you're serving the planet too. Let's mm-hmm. not forget about that. You mentioned um, a little earlier. Are you? Or I got the idea that there's some some differences regionally, nationally, internationally uh, regarding attention toward this kind of thing. I could. I recently came back from Italy, with twelve days with my daughter. And uh, we had a challenge getting the lights turned on in one of the hotel rooms because we weren't accustomed to. Uh, one of the things you have to do in a lot of hotel rooms on that side of the pond nowadays is you have to put your hotel cart in this thing so that the room knows that you're really there because it doesn't want to turn stuff on unless you're really there. Mm-hmm. There's a little more attention toward the whole everything green, recycle, saving energy. It, Absolutely. Well, yeah. you know, the American per person uses twice as much energy as a European. And wow. that's a, the 27. We're, we're number one. We, well, <laughs> we are number one. Uh, we are no longer the uh, yeah, biggest yeah. energy user in the world. China is, but uh, they have more people. Wow. <laughs> it's uh, not for lack of trying. It's not for lack of trying. There you go. Well, I think what's happening is energy prices, we've had uh, competitive advantage globally, and so we've had cheap energy. Right. So we didn't have to worry about it. Right. But things are changing. And, uh, and so there's a high probability that America will continue to reduce energy and there'll be flat energy production in the United States or even a decline and and as that occurs we'll be more efficient as, as individuals I, I spent uh, 16 years overseas as uh, an executive for some companies 
My chief engineer is a, a South African. Uh, How long were you on the run? About 15, 16 years. Yeah, there you go. In, in places you wouldn't want to go. <laughs> so now, uh, I've heard the term LEED, L-E-E-D, buildings. Can you explain what that is? Well, they yes. Uh, they are basically very efficient. Now, they look at a variety of different uh, things, energy, waste. Uh, it, it's more of a company, and it's all a building Related, how it is constructed is mm-hmm. probably where it first starts. So it's new because I've seen buildings really proud of that. There's different certifications. Or oh yes, very very proud. We have, in fact, one of our own utility here has, I believe, a silver lead program. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's uh, it is something to be proud of because it's a lot of work. And it's, it's very good for the environment. Now, is that something that when companies implement some of your solutions, that it can help them on that road or that path to certification? It definitely can help them. Most of our companies are not, in, are, are not even thinking in that realm. Uh-huh. Most of them are thinking operational expenses right. uh, and how do I reduce my costs, in all honesty. Right. But also, that I, I mean, at least what I've seen, that some companies choose buildings to rent in or to do, you know, to put their office in yes. if, if they meet those standards because that's important to their business. It, it really is. So a uh, lead is a great marketing tool aspect. Mm-hmm. And so what ha- is, is happening is the consumer is demanding these things. Some of our biggest manufacturers that are concerned about it is, uh, are, the, are those selling to the Walmarts and Kmarts. Right. And the Walmarts and Kmarts, their buyers are basically saying if They're insisting people, on it, right? They're insisting uh-huh. on it. So, so what's happening is a consumer is actually having an impact into all the way back to the manufacturer, right? Because buyers aren't going to buy from someone who's inefficient in waste or energy. So, where can our listeners go to learn more? Telephone, email, whatever's appropriate. Our office number again. My name is Dan Levan. Uh, my email address. I'm going to give you my personal email address is d levan l e v a n at itseasy.com. I t s e e s y.com and, and that's your website too right uh, it is it's easy.com is the website as well and the phone number is 423-602-5393 now on the website they can find information just in general about um energy saving and things like that right they it, can they can they can look at success stories a variety of right. things well thanks so much for coming to visit with us this afternoon Thank you for having me, Stone. Yes, sir. How are you going to hang out with us while we visit with our other guests? Oh, absolutely. All right. Next up on Chattanooga Business Radio, we have with us lighting designer with Outdoor Lighting Perspectives, Mr. Joe Bozich. How are you, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So this touches your world in in some ways, but you're in a little different aspect of uh, of this kind of business. You are a lighting designer. Uh, I'm not I don't know that I even have the first clue about what that is. That's all right. Well, um, unlike Dan, he does commercial. I do mostly residential. And what we do is we're a full-service architectural and landscape lighting, uh, outdoor lighting company. So we design it, we install it, and we maintain it. And we also do some holiday lighting and then some hospitality lighting. So now what, like for a home, that's the lights in the trees or lights around the house outside? It, it could be both. We, we call it architectural lighting is the uplighting around the house. Uh-huh. And then we also do tree lighting in a couple different ways. You could uplight a tree or you can do moonlights where you go up in the tree, shine a light down. And it filters through uh, li- limbs and leaves and leaves interesting shadows on the ground. And uh, how did you get in this business? 
Well, that's interesting. Um, you like trees or lights? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, during the recession, I was actually downsized uh, from my, my career, and I kind of took some time to think, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And decided after searching for jobs, uh, it was time to take control of your own destiny and uh, talk to a franchise consultant. This is a nationwide oh, franchise. It's a franchise. Sure is. And uh, looked at several different businesses, and, and this was one that I felt like I could really get a lot of passion for get behind and mm-hmm. and enjoy it and I, I made a good decision so now um do they are they calling you or do you have to kind of educate the marketplace of the benefits of outdoor lighting uh, a little bit of both um you know we do some direct mail things to to get people to to call but we're we're also out in the community doing um fundraisers we participate in home builders association uh things like that so what, is there a benefit? Does that help the resale value of my house if I have outdoor lighting? What, is there a benefit? Well, most of our customers are looking for nighttime curb appeal. So our task is to highlight the architectural features of the home. Uh, other customers, they're looking for... Uh, Can light- you hide architectural features of the home? That would be a particular <laughs> benefit for me. Uh, absolutely, if it's, <laughs> if it's pitch black. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hire you and have you consult on that basis because I've got a few rough spots at, at, at my house. So I want to ask you um, about this decision to go the franchise route as opposed, you know, to be Joe's outdoor lighting. Walk us through uh, that decision, if you would, and the implications of it. Sure. Well, with, with the franchise, you definitely have a, a tried and true system. Um, and they provide the training from the very beginning. I didn't know a whole lot about outdoor lighting when I started this. Uh, so, you know, they held our hand. They, they have a business model that, that works. The investment model for me was uh, something that, that fit. And so that proven system, having the training, that was uh, meaningful enough to you to make a, an additional financial investment above and beyond you know, the, the other emotional and financial investments that we all make when we go into business for you, that swung the pendulum in that direction. You said, okay, I'm going to do it this way instead of going with Joe's outdoor lighting. I agree with that. And I would argue that your return on investment will be much faster with a franchise than it will be if you try to recreate something on your own, because you, again, you have that tried and true system already in place. Now, um, when you were choosing a franchise, there's like a million franchises, right? Did right. Like why not it? a Jiffy Lube or right. whatever? What, what, what were like the final five you had in your list? Oh, final five. <laughs> um, well, you know, or three or two, I met with a franchise consultant. He gave me seven different businesses to look at based on my interests, my experiences and all that. There was one that he presented to me and I'm not sure why he presented this one because it wasn't very interesting to me, but it was uh, cleaning the hoods of restaurants on their grill and um, I'm thinking, well, as a business owner, I don't really want to do that in case somebody calls in sick <laughs> right. at, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning. So uh, that one certainly didn't uh, get selected. Um, but Because uh, to me, it would be an interesting exercise to first you meet, I guess, somebody that knows a bunch of different franchises. I guess a franchise broker is the right person because they know a lot of, about a lot of different ones. And then do they give you a test or personality match or like how do they know to narrow it down? Do they, you know what I mean? Like there's so many choices. You could have food, you could have animals, you can have, you know, stuff, you can have services. 
Well, th during the consultation, there are, there are a lot of questions I ask to find out what your interests are, what mm -hmm. your skills, your experience, what kind of jobs did you have in the past? I, I have a lot of sales experience, so it fit really well for me to be. Right. In, like, are you the one doing the work or do you going to hire people to do the work? Like, there's a lot of variables. Right. And then the other part is the next step in the system when selecting a franchise to purchase is, is um, doing these one-on-one -on -one conference calls with a franchise and and basically, you know, I, I did a one-hour conference call with the CFO and then the marketing director and so on and so forth. And that way you get a real good taste of what is this business about, um, you know, what are the opportunities and is it a fit for you? And did you talk to people who are running actual like this in other markets? Absolutely. Uh, further along in the, in the process, uh, you get a, a list of every franchise owner in the country and you could start making phone calls and interview people. Did you? Absolutely. How many did you call? Like one or you were okay with the first guy or you're like, I'm going to call every single one of these guys. I would say probably, <laughs> probably about 10. Oh, so you, you checked around. Yeah. You kind of, for me, I felt like I needed to talk to the most successful business. I needed to talk to the least successful. Right. right. <laughs> and then I needed to talk to somebody that was in a market similar to ours. Right. That's a good idea. Now. Um, so then when you decide to pull the trigger, was that it? like, were you nervous? Like buying your first house nervous or, or you felt pretty good about the decision? I thought I was going to be a lot more nervous, <laughs> but after going through the process, and the process takes a lot of time, by the time it comes down to it, if, if you made it to that point, there's no reason why you could say right. no. Because if you would have seen red flags halfway through right, the process. Right, you would have bailed, right. Right. So by the time you get to the end of the process, you just... It's just natural and you're ready to start. You're right. excited to start. So what's next for you? Are you going to build out from where you are and open other operations, expand your existing operation, or just dive deep and serve the client base you've got? What's the near-term plan? Uh, good questions. Uh, we're in our fourth year right now. Um, fall is our busiest season, so we're gearing up for fall. Um, we also recently took on a new outdoor furniture line called Casuel. It's at casuel.com, so we're going to be marketing that more this year. Was that through the franchise, or that's on, the, on your own? It is with a franchise. It's another brand with a franchise. Within the existing one. Right. So they gave you like another line to sell. Absolutely. And that's one of the benefits, right? Because then they have the access to that and that gives you another revenue stream. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, this particular franchise has five different brands. And as long as one of the brand isn't already taken in this territory, I can keep purchasing oh, wow. other brands. Which is great because it sounds like this particular franchise, and maybe a great many of them are this way, they are consistently looking for ways to serve their franchisees, where again, like in this case, I suspect it would cost Joe's Outdoor Lighting a great deal more, even wholesale, to buy that furniture that you're trying. You can't, you don't have the economies of scale that the franchise, I mean, there are the buying power. a right. lot of advantages to that. Right, and then you have control of the quality of the product too. Right. Now, any uh, exciting trends or anything new happening in that space? Uh, in outdoor lighting, the exciting trends, as Dan may have mentioned, LED lighting is, is very popular. Also in landscape lighting, people are moving away from halogen. Uh, we also have been uh, helping customers with uh, what we call lighting control automation. And so we okay. have these controlling devices about as the size of an iPhone, um, and we can program it with a computer. We can tell it when to turn the lights on, when to turn it off. We can tell oh, them to This dim. sounds like you. You're the guy that <laughs> likes to control the garage. He controls his, th Lee, you control your thermostat with your phone, do you not? Like, right. from uh, the I studio. One of those Nest 
Okay, those are cool. Yeah. So this is right up his alley. So I want you to seriously consider, because what you're describing, I, I think that's marvelous, but I want you to seriously consider a new line, Outdoor Shading, <laughs> to, to hide some of those rough marks on for those of us who haven't quite gotten around to fixing a few things. That sounds like a good opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so now you mentioned holiday. Can you talk about that a little bit? How do you help a person around the holidays? Yeah, sure. Uh, obviously, we can do the C9 roof line stuff that you see uh, on a lot of homes. Uh, wreaths are real popular, lit wreaths. Uh, we'll, we can hang those on, on windows or on the brick of homes. Uh, lit garland is very popular around porches and columns. Uh, we even have these really cool 3D LED stars that we can hang in trees. And that's a lot of wow. fun. And you'll just come and do it. And then over time, you probably even, hey, it's us again. You know, can we come out next week or, you know, the week before Thanksgiving or whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the process is the, the first year the customer has, that's the investment year. So they purchase the materials from us and we design it, we install it, then we take it down and then we store it for a year. Oh, so that's my kit. My, those lights aren't going to the Smiths next year. That's the, that's the Peyton kit. <laughs> you own it, but we store it. And then I next like year it. we rehang it. Oh, very cool. Wow. And if something's busted or does it work, it's not me trying to figure out what bulbs or me, right. you know, when it's in my a big ball and it's all in a knot, <laughs> that's not your problem. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. I, no, to me, that's very attractive. That's worth it My right wife's there. name is Holly. She was born around Christmas. Christmas <laughs> is a big deal at our house. We are the Christmas house. She's the youngest of five. We get all the brother-in-laws, the wives, the ex-wives, the kids and grandkids. We're the Christmas house. So, I mean, this kind of thing's very attractive. You're not in Atlanta, are you? Uh, well, maybe I should make well, a come trip. On. I need to I, see this. <laughs> I can probably support your whole operation between <laughs> Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, no joking aside, we actually have a franchise there. <laughs> oh, see, there, there you go. We'll have to get that info. All right, where can our listeners uh, learn more, reach out and have a conversation with, with you or somebody on your team? Sure. Our phone number is 423-710-8645. Our email address is chattanooga at outdoorlights.com, and our website is outdoorlights.com. Well, this has been fun, man. You've gotten me in the in the holiday festive mood. I'll have to let uh, Christmas in June. <laughs> Christmas in June, absolutely. <laughs> well, keep up the good work, man. All right, thanks for having me. Hey, stay with us. We're going to visit with a couple other guests. All right. All right. Next up on Chattanooga Business Radio, we have with us Miss Susan Steinmetz. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, you've been very patient. You're more than welcome. Um, I, I think I've seen you take a few notes, and I know I've seen you nod your head quite a bit through some of these other conversations. I get the sense uh, that you've lived and breathed some of these opportunities, challenges, issues that we've talked about in the business world. Um, what have you thought of the conversation so far? I've loved it. Um, I have a lot of business is experience in the past. So we were in construction, so I can definitely relate with EES, with the solar um, and then the lighting as well. So, and also dealt with many attorneys. So <laughs> I actually just did my trademark. I'm really upset I didn't meet you first. <laughs> yeah, we later on we'll get dealt with to find. <laughs> so now, uh, can you share what you're working on? What's your business? Sure. Um, our business here is called Tea Life, T-E-L-I-F-E. Uh, we bottle healthy beverages. Uh, we started off with a turmeric tea. Um, turmeric is really good for reducing inflammation in your body. A lot of our diseases are coming from inflammation, especially as Americans, because our diets are terrible, most of them. <laughs> and so the turmeric actually helps to reduce the inflammation in your body. And turmeric is found naturally. Is that a root? Is it like where where do you find that in yes. nature? Actually, it is. It's a root. It's mm -hmm. like a, an orange root. And it's so funny because I thought, you know, if you ever walked along and you saw an orange root in the ground, oh, let's try and eat that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> 
So you now, always wonder about the first guy that tried cliff diving or right, right. the orange root or that, that first person who tried that. Yeah. So now, um, so you do this yourself. You so you get the turmeric and then you what do you do? Grind it up and yes, and, actually we start yeah. from raw organic turmeric root, mm-hmm. um, raw organic ginger root. We do organic lemon, uh, local raw honey, pure natural, and an alkaline water base. And we make a tea out of it. And it's bottled and uh, put into glass bottles. We don't like to use a lot of plastic because plastic leaches a lot of the bad chemicals into your body. Um, We use that and uh, put it in the cold, like grab-and-go sections in different places around Chattanooga. And so you started here, and then you're looking to expand into other markets or sell it online? Yes. Uh, We started here. We have a local uh, commercial kitchen here uh, in Chattanooga. And we are in three different places. We're in Harvest Grocery, the Family Herb Shop, and Nutrition World. Nutrition World actually has it on tap. So you can bring in like a growler. Wow, and nice. <laughs> so, is yeah. that part of your growth plans? It yeah. is, uh, yes. We want to hit, we do have it online as well for sales. Um, the next market we're So I can get gonna, a tap for my house? You can. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. super healthy. <laughs> So the first few, like it sounds to me like you're starting to hit your stride and I'm sure it feels good. And then you, when you go to store, I guess, E or F or G now, you can show them store A and B and this is how we work and you've, you've learned. But those first few distribution arrangements, those that must have been like just climbing Mount Everest. What, what was that like? It was very intimidating at first. Yeah. Um, being in business, I know how to run a business, but... You know, my friends and family, I got started with this, and they were seeing results with it, and they're like, you've got to bottle this for people. So you were just making it, like, at your house? Yes, yes, <laughs> we were. Um, I got really sick a couple years back and couldn't get better, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm eating a normal diet. Right. I am, you know, drinking cases of bottled water. Why am I not getting better? So I just started uh, researching every ingredient that was in my food and what I'm putting on in or around me. And I noticed that a lot of this is actually causing a lot of our diseases. So I started, I went to an all-organic diet. I um, started juicing fruits and vegetables organically in the morning. I started making this, I came up with this concoction of this of this tea because it's so good for you. It's an anti-inflammatory. It helps to reduce the inflammation so your immune system can actually take over what's happening in your body and fix the problem. And not worry about the inflammation. Correct. Right. That's not the first time that I've heard this idea that like, inflammation is like the root of all evil or something I mean, yes there's some truth to this right <laughs> yeah i've talked to many doctors here locally as well and done a lot of research myself and they're saying uh, just recently i went to a conference and the doctor said that when you have inflammation in your body your immune system can't even attack the other issues that are going on in your body because your immune system has to be huh. um, attacking the inflammation first they'll attack the inflammation first once you get the inflammation under control, then it can attack the other problems that are going on. All right. So when you, um, forgive me for not knowing the right term, when, when you when you got legit, okay, and now now you're putting something in a store that Joe Consumer or Stone Consumer is going to go buy, aren't there some hoops you had to jump through with in terms of safety or cleanliness? Or, right. You can't just say, you can't just bring a jug, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, everything's certified. We went through the FDA. They've come in and they've they've checked everything out. Where We've got a um, permit to do business here. Everything is good. So yeah. did you have to invest, though, in, in a certain type of kitchen? Or did you find some sort of facility where you could take them the recipe and then they're good at commercial kitchen stuff and then they... Because, I mean, it has to be, you can't just do it on the back porch. Right, right. right. <laughs> no, we do. We do have the commercial kitchen. We do brew everything ourselves here in North Shore, Chattanooga. 
Um, so we did we did look into uh, renting other commercial kitchen areas, but it just was feasible for us to do it ourselves. So it wasn't cost prohibitive. I mean, I'm sure it was substantial at the time, and you yeah. guys are thinking, okay, do we want to do this or what? But yeah, ready for the jump. <laughs> but when you did the math, you made the jump, invested in your own uh, facility, or at least in your own access to the to the facility. Yes. Got all your stuff stamped. And then, uh, and you got some some important players to to jump in with you and take a little bit of a leap a leap with you, didn't you? Yes, it's been great. Wow, um, what a story! Yeah. So what's next? Uh, next, we are working. We actually are bottling um, reverse osmosis deionized alkaline water because I also learned that a lot of the water that we're drinking is not healthy either. So um, that's the process that we start with our tea. We start with that water which helps to hydrate you faster. Um, it's actually, well, all water is anti-aging. Um, but it, it's just, uh, that's one of the next steps that we're doing is the alkaline water. We, we bottle and distribute, and uh, we actually deliver here in Chattanooga. Um, the next couple steps that we have, I'm working on a couple other health benefits for the teas. So I'm looking into like a... a um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Sorry. Well, I can tell you <laughs> what I... It's an elderberry lemonade. Sorry. Elderberry. <laughs> so, yeah, like an elderberry lemonade, which elderberry is real good for um, many things in your body. We're also looking into an ashwagandha tea and uh, a maca tea. Well, what I, I love about this story, and there's so much to love about this story, is there was a, a point in the timeline that you described where you, know, you took a real kick in the teeth. You, you were sick. You were down and out. And one way to respond to that is... I'm an unhealthy person. I'm not feeling good. I'm not going to do well. I can't work. I can't do this. Can't do that. And not only did you not just get back to level and, and get well again, you flat just turned this thing on its head and turns into something that not only was helpful for you, but I mean, now you're serving the planet with this. That's I, the goal. I yes. mean, I just find <laughs> that very inspiring. And I suspect most other people do, do as well. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Um, we just uh, demoed at... Riverbend. So there's many people that came through there and I would have people come through and like, oh, wow, this helped my knee last night or this helped my shoulder or, you know, I'm back for another cup because I saw the benefits of it. So that is exciting. I want to help people. I want to see results. So. And website for you guys? Yes, it is tlife.org, T-E-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Um, also have, you can email at Susan at tlife or you can call 423 Four zero one eight seven five seven. All right, and if Lee wants to hit a Chattanooga store before we leave town, so that he can stock up my pantry, uh, where should we go to stock up? <laughs> well, if you brought your growler, go to <laughs> go to Nutrition World. Otherwise, they sell it at uh, Family Herb Shop and Harvest Grocery as well. Perfect, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming by and and uh, shooting a breeze with us and letting us know what you're up to. And let's do it again. We're going to be back through. Let's do it again and catch up and maybe talk with uh, some of your distribution partners. I think that could be fun. That would be great. I would love that. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, stay with us. We're going to visit with one more guest. Sounds great. Lee, are you ready for this? This is. You've been looking forward to this since we left town. This, this is the headliner. When I when <laughs> I got the guest information forms from our staff and I saw that we were going to get a chance to visit with this person, um, yeah, I jumped all over it. I did. I even did not. I only ate one breakfast this morning in anticipation. Yeah, I usually ate two breakfasts, uh, just like a hobbit, <laughs> in anticipation of this interview. Uh, please join me in welcoming the owner of Tennessee Moonshine Cakes, Miss. And Dickerson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Tennessee Moonshine Cakes. 
how did you combine <laughs> those three things? Well, again, uh, we, uh, much like Joe, uh, my husband and I had lost our jobs uh, in 2000, 2009, 2008, within a year of each other, so we needed to find something else to do. So you decided not the lighting business, you went a different right. way. Right. Um, my husband had been a sous chef many years ago, although we were both in journalism and real estate marketing. So he hearkened back to those days as a sous chef, and we started making cookies, uh, printed cookies with logos and corporate things right. on them. And we went to NASCAR, a NASCAR race up in Bristol, and we had printed photos of the drivers. Anyway, we sort of had permission. Anyway, <laughs> while we were there. I know I know a trademark attorney yeah, that you might, might want to chat with. <laughs> she didn't hear that. Anyway, she would be protecting me anyway, I'm sure. But while we were there, um, every Old Smoky Moonshine was sponsoring this race, and everyone's walking around drinking moonshine, obviously very happy. And we said, we need to do something with this, even though it sounds gross to put it in cookies. Mm -hmm. So we tried cookies and then we tried cakes and the cakes just took off. We, we so sold them at a farmer's this. market. So this wasn't a franchise or anything That's you not. said. No, no. <laughs> so you said, hey, moonshine cakes. But this is this is real uh, liquor. I mean, I'm sure it's legit, <laughs> but this is the real. Is. This is it's, not it's, just the name. It's a Tennessee twist on a rum cake. Yeah. But we used the 100 proof white lightning that's. That's made in Galbraith. Like George Jones speaks about. It's legal. <laughs> yes. Sings about. Just like George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lee doesn't even know who George Jones is, but uh, we'll, we'll educate him later. He's, yeah, you wouldn't. None the, <laughs> nobody under 80, I didn't even know who George Jones was. <laughs> well, he thinks he's from the South. I don't think from, you're from I, here. That's I am, right. I'm from the he, deep he, South. He, no, he's not. He's Where from, are you from? South Miami, Florida. Florida. Which as soon that's as you hang a riot at Tallahassee, you're back in the North. We all know that. You can't get much more South than where I'm from. Okay. You can go on believing that. <laughs> All right, so walk us through that, uh, continue that journey, because again, not unlike our last guest, you got this great idea, you got this great product, it has some promise. All your friends and family are, oh, you got to bottle this, and so now nobody's writing you checks, but they're just, yeah, <laughs> I oh, noticed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> but, uh, they but they love think it. it's a great idea, it tastes good, make some, bring some to the, to the, to the wedding, or the christening, <laughs> or the family reunion, or the funeral, but, so walk us through the first couple of big wins. Well, we... We had been at the Chattanooga market, which I don't know if y'all know, but it's it's a huge thing on Sundays. And um, so we had sold the cookies there. So we started selling the cakes there without even the boxes, just in a cellophane wrapper with some fancy ribbon or something. And they took off there. And we realized we've got to invest some money in actual boxes and get. So them. how many, like when you say took off, so the first day you bring some. Oh, how took many did off. You bring? Well, I'm talking like. How many did you bring the first oh, day? Oh, gosh. 50? So you bring selling 50? Selling at $12 a piece. 50 cakes. Wow. Yeah. And then you thought, well, we'll sell. You thought you were going to sell fifty, or you're like, look, if I sell twenty, I'll be happy. Like, what were you thinking? I don't. We were just hoping for the best. You know, hope's okay. not a strategy. I read a book. Well, well, she had to step out for a second, but hey, no I worries. buy her cakes. You all buy her the cakes. Time. All right, well, let's, let's hear. Awesome. So here's a happy customer. <laughs> here's a happy customer. So to talk Joe's about a happy cakes. customer. Maybe she'll come back with a knife because I opened the box, but I had like the plastic wrap. So what, I'll tell you what I do with these. I buy these for my customers. So anytime that we do an installation of lighting, I give them as a gift and a little thank you card. You give them the cake yeah. as a thank you. Yeah. Now you discovered them at that market, or where did you find out about them? I knew them from here, being in the, the okay, business so, development center. And then, so uh, at first, you thought this was kind of a clever idea. What were you? Th 
what was your thought process in this? Because you heard of a rum cake, you probably hadn't heard of a moonshine cake. I thought it was pretty clever. I'd I'd seen the the moonshine in um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I guess that's where they make it, and it's everywhere there. And I'm not a big moonshine person, but um, <laughs> so you don't I, drink it, you I, eat well, it. Well, you know what? If I climbed ladders and installed outdoor lighting, I probably wouldn't be either. But as a radio host, I feel like I could get away with you it. You might not want to eat these and get on a ladder, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great stuff. So um, when you buy these things for your clients, are you getting feedback from them and they're saying, you know, thanks? So they're surprised, right? Because they don't—that's not something they typically get. I mean, that's not a, a gift that they that they usually get. I wouldn't think it's definitely unique. Um, and I do get a lot of little emails and thank yous, and then they do uh, post things on Facebook. It's it's really cool. And, and of course, I've had actually one person call in directly and I think order a couple dozen. Oh really? So the so they skipped the middleman. They went right. straight back to straight back to Ann. So, I so it's a say. partnership. We get, we get her leads too. We get her referrals. Everybody Thank you wins. so much, Joe, for jumping in. I need to take some of Susan's tea because I keep having these neck spasms. Oh I, my gracious! I keep lifting too many things. All right, too well, many we'll cases of cake. Yes, right. yes, or moonshine. Yes. Well, um, you'll get to hear it again when you go back and, and listen to uh, when we post it. But you've got uh, quite a fan here. <laughs> Oh, Joe's great. Yeah, yeah, he got it right away, and he he realized, oh, my customers would love this. And is that you know. did uh, so? That's an important part of your business now. People use it as customer gifts. It is. I mean, the most important part is is we're in about thirty Whole Foods in the South, mm-hmm. so those are our that's our biggest base. And then we do festivals and shows on the weekends, junior league shows, and do you sell online as well? well of course. Yes. And so that's part. And then. Um, are you, do you have a, your own retail store, or you're always selling through? We don't. We we sell bake other. cakes all week. We have two employees, um, and uh, they're all my husband's recipes. And we bake cakes all week, and then we, on the weekends, we turn into retailers. All right. So Whole Foods. I mean, you just walk in one day and say, "Hey, I've got the shiz knit here. You got to have a bite of this." <laughs> no, again, it it was it was the farmers market. A person from Whole Foods, their local liaison here, saw us there and and uh, oh, wow. said with a couple of um, modifications to your recipe. You could get in Whole Foods, and it was the cage-free eggs, which so now we have a farmer from Chickamauga delivers his <laughs> eggs every week, uh-huh. and uh, aluminum-free baking powder. So we special order that. And so, but Whole Foods has a reputation um, for, I mean, they really are looking for people like you who are, who are crafting and, and providing they the really awesome are. product. Now, aren't they? now we, we had a guest on that sells to Whole Foods, and, and uh, they spoke extremely highly about their relationship with Whole Foods. Or I don't mm-hmm. know if you found it this way, but they gave Whole Foods a price, and mm-hmm. Whole Foods said, it, you have to charge us more. We didn't have that. We didn't have that. <laughs> I need to go back to Whole Foods and see that. We'll get you that name of that guy. No, yeah, I need to speak with that person. Maybe um, should renegotiate. No, but we are very happy. They, they they do treat you very well as opposed to, um, well, I don't want to single any retailer right. out. But we're in some airport gift shops. And let me just say, those are big companies, and, and they're not in a big hurry to pay you for every mm-hmm. order. Whereas Whole Foods pays you within 10 days, and it's in your bank. And, it's, uh, and they I want mean, you to be sustainable. Right. They don't want you to come and go. Like, if they're kind of choosing you to be in their store, they want you to stick around and be successful. That's correct. And, in fact, we even applied for, they have a local producer loan program, which y'all may or may not have heard of. And they give you, we got a loan for $18,000 last year, which for us is huge. Right. We were able to buy a commercial dishwasher and a dough depositor, which meant that we don't have to hand 
ladle cakes anymore. Right. So um, that was huge. And it was at a very low interest rate. And, you know, it, it just works for both sides. Now we we get into a lot of Whole Foods and we try to hand out samples and push sales. And Now, do they help you with that? Do they give you those opportunities to go into the store to sample? Or mm-hmm. like if you get into, if you're successful here locally, will they help you like go regionally or? Yes. We started with the four stores in Tennessee and they're now five. They've just opened one in Knoxville. And then they let us expand to Atlanta. And then after that, which has, you know, eight or something, eight or nine. And then after that, we went to North Carolina and South Carolina. Okay, so I can get this in Atlanta. You can. <laughs> right. Yes. But this one's mine, yes? That one is yours. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got to fight Joe. I got it out of the box. I should have never taken it out of the box. We said when you were gone, I hope she comes back with a knife. But I wasn't. I really didn't hope you come back with a knife. because yeah, That's I'd, not good. Yeah. Then he'd have to yeah. share it. Then I'd have to that's share right. it. But I am looking forward to it. So now, um, tell us about the cake specifically. Is this, uh, once you crack that open, do I got to eat it in a day? What, uh, what's well, recommended? They, they are all natural. They'll last on the shelf for, for three or four months if you, without opening them. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you open them, you know, you're going to want to eat within a few days or, um, because it looks freeze. like a single serving container there. <laughs> Does it? That's interesting. Um, UGA said it was, you know, six or seven <laughs> servings, but that's fine. Uh, and then uh, on the website, I can learn more. Like if I want to use it as a gift for my company or yes. I can find the local place around me. That's right. We have them all listed on the website. But like with our coffee mugs. And, yes. You know, as much as coffee is a part of our culture to have these. The cake that goes with To share with, with underwriters and sponsors yeah. and that kind yeah. of thing. I think that would be fantastic. I love it says uh, on the box, please eat responsibly. <laughs> We're just That's having fantastic. <laughs> All right. And so, uh, and the different versions of this thing? We have two different sizes. Um, we have that size, which is 17 ounces, and then we have the... The growler what we call size. The, the little shots. <laughs> yeah. The half serving. Uh, That's right. And those are, those are uh, seven. And, um, and, uh, but some different flavors as well. Like I'm yes. holding a chocolate chip, right. and that half serving over there is called... Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we also have lemon, and we have blueberry right now. That's a seasonal flavor. Oh, baby. And then we'll have um, what we call chocolate thunder road is coming out soon although we came up with the recipes well i say we bill <laughs> came up with the recipes in january all right and so that's, hubby he's the recipe guy he is he's, he's okay and he's kind of the brawn i'm the brains no, <laughs> yeah. i do a lot of quality control so. <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah <laughs> and uh if somebody wanted to learn more of the website tnmoonshinecakes.com well thank you so much for being a guest today Thank you so much. I'm sorry I had to dash. But Joe filled in admirably. Oh, he covered Thank admirably. you, Joe. <laughs> Nicely done, yes. man. My pleasure. <laughs> Once again, the incubator, everybody's taking care of each other here. And a special thanks to Catherine and all the folks here at the ChattanoogaChamber.com slash incubator who have been wonderful hosts and hostesses to make this show possible today. Thank all the guests. This is Lee Cantor and Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Chattanooga Business Radio.